1: Hello, Rye. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about the Survival Tool Shed. Um, basically, you know, the end of the world turns out you can't go down to your Ace Hardware, your Home Depot, or Lowe's, and uh, you're not going to be able to just buy tools. You're going to kind of have to make do with what you got. And I got to say, if you're keeping your farm equipment going, you're um, putting together, you know, your survival garden, you're making extra beds for your family that just showed up and is like, oh, well, you can. know, you got Kevin, you got that prepping uh, podcast. I know you're the guy who's prepared. So we're here to move in with you. Um, when that happens, you may have to change the setup of your homestead do a little carpentry, um, you might end up doing a little fortifying, you know, set your uh, your home up. You may have to switch to a life without electricity. There may be some changes in how you do things. There may be, you know, when you do that, that usually involves tools. Um, also, your plumbing, that may change. Definitely your gardening habits are going to change. All these things are going to require new and way more often used tools. Um, so there's a couple things. things. Um, before I get into this, I wanted to mention that, you know, when you have tools, you need to take care of them. You know, tools are an investment and they really should be, you know, treated with respect and taken care of. You need to... Uh, be able to have a safe place in order to store, you know, all your tools and a safe place to work and use your tools. So I think you need to think about, you know, do I have a garage? Do I have a big shed? Do I have several sheds I can use? Do I have, you know, a workshop in my basement? Different things like that. And if you're not, I mean, there's ways around it. I'm not all about spending money. I know, you know, forty grand to do a, uh, you know, detached garage from your house mm-hmm. with your workshop would be awesome, but it may not be in everybody's budget. Um, I think at a minimum, because the thing is, I, I guess where I'm going with this is, you want to be able to find your tools when you need them. Right. Um, that's part of being a prepper. You know, mm-hmm. being prepared means, Hey, I'm able to handle this problem. Not, you know, I know I bought that thing, but it's in that, you know, I got to empty out my shed in order to find it. Um, I would say at a minimum, maybe if you're apartment living guy and whatever, obviously a lot of these things maybe aren't going to apply to apartment living guy. They may apply to your, you know, off-grid location. And maybe if you don't have a, uh, off-grid type location, Well, one, you need to start looking for one, but two, you need to find a way that works for you Mm -hmm. to fit all these things in. So I would say bare minimum, buy a couple of Tupperware bins and, you know, label them. This one's plumbing, this one's carpentry, this one's electrical, this one's, you know, gardening, this one's, you know, whatever, and at least have some kind of organization. I know in my house um I have a bunch of shelves, and I don't have a lot of room for tools and all that but i I definitely have like an automotive shelf and uh you know, mm-hmm. and that I keep things specific in each section, so one, think about somewhere safe, think about good clean workspaces that'd be awesome, but also think of how you're gonna organize your situation right um that's important, but uh. You know, having the right tools is also important. Um, I got to say, knowing how to use the tools is going to outweigh how much you spend on the tools. Um, Definitely, like, I mean, think about it like this. You could spend $1,000 on an AR-15 and if you've only used it an hour of your life, but your neighbor spent three hundred hours on a used Remington seven hundred or I, I don't know, even a regular, you know, hunting rifle that you got from grandpa that was like a savage for $149 bucks mm-hmm. with a scope or something. Even with that, the guy who spends an hour a week is gonna be way more effective with his rifle than you are with your hour time in on the AR fifteen. Right. So, you know, it's the same thing. Actually use some of these tools, get used to them, get familiar with them and, you know, do some projects, you know, maybe uh, check out some instructables or YouTube or whatever, and actually put some of these into practice, you know, find some of these off-grid things that you can do and see if one, you know, kind of can get you a little hands-on experience. Um, you know, really you could start setting up your home preparedness, utilizing some of these tools. So I don't know. I mean, that's just, I just kind of wanted a little overview of where we're coming from, what we want to do with this. But, you know, I know it kind of seems like a boring idea, but you know, tools are crucial and you're not going to be able to go to the store. And if you don't plan and think about these things, you could really be stuck in a bad situation. Now, I guess right off I want to start with uh like carpentry tools. Okay. So you 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 had some uh things you wanted to mention? Yeah, I got a, a
2: big long list. Um, okay. Some things are are essential. Other things if you don't know how to use them they're not going to be worth a whole lot for you. Okay. But uh let's get into the some now.
1: Well, can you give us a like top 5 essential? I yeah. I don't want to cut do, up your list let's here. Let's top 5 essential. Let's talk about Framing that. Framing hammer, okay? Uh nails.
2: Tape measure, level, and handsaw.
1: Handsaw. Maybe a square. Is that six? Speed, I don't
2: know. Yeah, speed square is on there. Speed but uh, if you don't know how to use a speed square, you can draw a straight line even if you don't know how to use it.
1: All right. You could draw a straight line even if you don't know how to use it.
2: All right. But, so, um, I mean, that the real thing you want to do is get yourself a tool belt and put the basics in there. Pencil box cutter you know box cutters are great um but they're not great if you have shit blades i got one of those uh uh, 100 blade dispensers yes and i'm halfway through it i probably got it three years ago and i never have to deal with rusty old yes blades dull dull knives just switch it out that's that's a a big big thing
1: like i i find one um nails Remember you know back in the day, they used to burn down houses to collect to all collect the, nails. the nails out of them right um so having you know when you go to buy nails for a project again, if you live in an apartment, this is ridiculous, but if you're you know have a property and you're doing things building sheds, building fences, you should be buying at a minimum the five gallon yeah, sorry five pounds five pound box box yep. of nails or whatever right and and that way I have. Like eight boxes of five, yeah, eight different varieties of nails in five pound boxes. Right. You know, and you know, maybe I mean, they're like are, half screws full. Screws
2: are great, but if your screw gun
1: right. batteries
2: out and, and you don't I have screws. electricity, you know what?
1: I have about five five pound boxes of screws too. Right. So you know these things matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can work a way out a way to charge your electric drill mm-hmm. through you know an off the grid situation. Yeah. Then actually, I, I saw something interesting when I was screwing uh, screws. Going what do you got? It. Now,
2: I like Dewalt screw guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, different people like different brands, but they're yep. wrong if they don't like Dewalt. Is that right? Yeah, Dewalt. I used way to, to like to Dewalt. Now I'm a little. Uh, <laughs> eh. Well, it's just because you you're not correct about it. Mm. Um, but they said that you can actually take Dewalt drills. Yes. Uh, if you're you know if you're dead on it, um, you can trickle charge it. Okay. Off of either an outlet or a car battery or something like that. And you can use Christmas lights. Because the Christmas light'll work as a fuse and, and pop if it's too uh you know, too much power going into right. the, the battery. So what are we charging it with? You can charge it with anything. You can charge it with a car battery. Okay. That's an easy way to do it. You know, and that won't blow the bulbs. And uh, you know, obviously you're gonna you're not gonna be able to fill you know, charge it all the way up but you're going to be able to charge it enough that you can use it. Okay. Now here's some some quick things about the Dewalt batteries. Uh this actually applies pro- pretty much to every battery, you know, that operate operate lithium operates ion, right, whatever right. they are, right. Don't run your batteries all all the way down. Run them until they stop running at, at peak power and then take it off cuz you run it all the way down, it's just like a car battery. You run it all the way down, you're going to end up Messing it up. All right.
1: Good to it's know. It's not going to
2: hold as much of a charge. Um, don't worry about battery memory. Everyone's always talking about battery mm. memory, this and that. That doesn't apply to the batteries that are that size. Okay. You know, that applies to, you know, smaller batteries, batteries for, you know, flashlights, things like that. Um, uh, you can leave all those batteries directly on a charger. You're not going to damage them by doing it. So you can just leave it plugged in, leave it on the charger, and it's not gonna it's not gonna damage it. Those chargers all have default settings to uh, okay switch off or trickle charge once it gets to to peak right. power. So those are all things just to keep in mind when you're operating those batteries. All right. Um, so what are some other carpenter let's, tools? Let's talk about some hand tools. All right. Carpenter tools, um, axe, not like a hatchet. A good axe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we talked about. Box cutters, tape measures. Um, tape measures, you can get 35 foot and they're very handy. Fat max. Yes. But um, they're also heavy. If you're carrying them around and you're not they measuring anything longer than 15 feet, switch it out with the 15. It, you should have a 35 foot. But if you have a 25 foot or a 15 foot, they're just as useful and weigh a lot less.
1: I know I built a house that was 40 foot wide. And, uh... Oh, man. You're an idiot when you're trying to do that with a 25-foot tape measure. That's all I'm saying. Um,
2: speed square and framing squares. Those are really handy if you know how to use them. You can build stairs. You can build roofs. Um, if you know how to use them, uh, then you can do almost anything with them. Uh, so, I mean, when you get it, they come with a little pocket manual. Just save it. Yeah. Save it, stick it somewhere, right. stick it with the speed square, wherever. Um you wanna have like carpenter's pencils. You can use just a regular pencil, but a carpenter pencil isn't gonna snap, you know, snap every time you go to write something. Um and they're just fun to sharpen with your knife. That's right, man. All right. That's right, right. with all the extra blades that you have. Um let's see, uh Now I wanna get into uh crowbars. There's a lot of different types of crowbars, a lot of different uses for crowbars. There are. Uh they're always handy. But you know, if you're if you're spending the bare minimum, just get a cat's paw, which you can get for about you know twenty bucks. That's your small. That's small one. It'll fit in your in your tool bag, tool pouch, and it's uh, designed for pulling nails, and you know you can pry things with it. But if you really get into moving boards and things like that, where you're trying to pry things out of the way, you want a flat bar, a good flat bar that you can slide into a small crack, and you know a good. Heavy crowbar is never a bad thing to have around.
1: I uh, actually, on my list, I came up with, uh, I, I like, uh, there's one, it's called the Gorilla Bar, mm-hmm. 36 inch. I looked, it wasn't cheap. Yeah. Um, I think it was like $34 on Amazon, uh-huh. but I think like $10 shipping or something. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, I, I bought it, I found it at Lowe's way back. I don't know if they have it. You might want to check in the the crowbar bend, it seems like it's there sometimes mm-hmm. and not there other times. Um, I love this thing. Like, the angle's really sharp with the head. Mm-hmm. It's just great for prying. I mean, it, it's weird. You really, you know, if the angles are wrong, right, they can be useless. right? And you're like, well, they just have to bend the metal. You'd think that they'd all copy and do the same, mm-hmm. and they don't. Not the case, yeah. Not the case at all. So just, you know, keep that in mind. The Gorilla Bar, I'll put a link to it. Um, I don't know if I can find it here. It is. It's thirty two ninety nine on Amazon, but I think they had you for shipping. So yeah, ten bucks shipping. Yeah. So it's gonna cost you forty three bucks. Mm-hmm. Maybe you yeah, spend maybe your money it's somewhere it. else. Maybe it's not it's worth it It, to it Depends me. on how often you're. I've had mine about right? ten years, and I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. All, all right, right um, go on. Sorry, I want to get in it. Get in. want to interrupt.
2: Uh, if you're a carpenter. Um, it's worth getting the, uh, stiletto hammer, framing Ooh. hammer. It's 219, uh, but it's worth it all day. Really? Really worth it. If not, just get something with a long, long handle. You want like 16 to 22 ounces. You don't want something that your forearm's going to be worn out because you had to bang a hundred nails that right. day, you know? So don't go too heavy if you're not used to it. Um, you know, if you can sink a nail in, in two hits, then yeah, get the heavier hammer cause it, you know. It'll be worth. Yeah, it. Um, you want a wood shank or a carbon carbon composite? Okay, not a metal shank. Really? Yeah, they ca- cause uh, tendonitis tunnel, and tendonitis. Tunnel. Tunnel, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. So the the step down from that is just a basic claw hammer. Okay. Uh, you want one with a, a curved claw on the back? It'll be a lot easier prying things out and that sort of thing. Um, uh, also, you want a sledgehammer. Something big to really beat the hell out of something. Um, let's see. Let's talk about uh, levels for a minute.
1: All right, let's talk Whis- about level. Whiskey sticks.
2: Uh, yeah, if you're doing stairs, if you're doing anything that's not level, you're going to end up tripping. So just, to, just put things together right when you're doing it. There's two foot levels. They're easy. They're cheap. Easy to get plastic. They last and the long. I got to say,
1: if you're buying the cheap one, it's okay. But when you're in the store, set it on the shelf, and you're like, "Well, you know, the shelf might not be level. Right? Doesn't matter. Turn it around the other way, and it should be the same either direction. Right? If you turn it, it should be out of level the exact same yeah. either way. And I, I found the level I have in my my trip my work van. I love it, and it's perfect, and it's right on. But I had to go through six of them, in you know, in lows right. to find the one that was right. Yeah. You know, because I'm only buying at ten dollar level. You mm-hmm. know, and I was like, uh, and I kept trying them and trying them. Yeah. And you know, but that's the thing. But just check it out before you buy it. Mm-hmm. And you know, those little you know balls should be sturdy in there where they're not gonna. Yeah. Move on you.
2: Yeah, I sucked it up a few years ago and bought a six-foot level. Okay. They're a little bit expensive. But I'll tell you what, when I was leveling up the pool table, so much easier with something that size. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about uh,
1: chainsaws. I like
2: a chainsaw. a lot of people think about chainsaws as not being a carpentry tool.
1: I don't think of it as a carpentry but tool. But if you're
2: building something with uh, four-by-fours or six-by-sixes, it's worthwhile. And come Just on. Just cut it the...
1: straight. In the prepping world, mm-hmm. if you're not building your house with a chainsaw, you're not even building you're the house. You're not even a man. No. So um, just had you to put know, that depending out there.
2: on Depending on what your situation, you might want like a, a 16, 22-inch blade, anything bigger than that. If you're not running a lumber business, it's not worthwhile.
1: And actually, some of the research, I, I know, you know we've been talking a lot about fuel storage and all that. Mm-hmm. One of the things I came across... If you buy non ethanol fuel, Mm -hmm. then you mix it with like the uh, synthetic uh, oil for the two stroke for the chainsaws, that gas will actually keep two to three years. Yeah. Versus the other, it actually keeps longer when you mix it with the oil. Yeah, I was actually surprised I went and started and, my chainsaw. Because it has this like a stable type right product up. in yeah. it with the oil. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're buying, you know, the nice, like the steel oil or yeah, the, you yeah. know, Because I keep stuff. a can
2: of mixed, you know, fuel in the in the garage sure. and it sat all winter long and that chainsaw started and right up. I
1: didn't realize that, but it gives it a way longer shelf life when it's mixed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So just something to keep in mind there. All right.
2: Um... Now, hand planes, uh, if you're working and you're, you're, you're ha- you have to mill some lumber yourself, those hand planes are a great, a great uh, benefit to have. Now, something you might want to do is stock up on 2x4s. There's no reason to not keep a few around.
1: They're $1.60 or something. Get 10 or 20 of them. I got to tell you, it's weird how the price fluctuates in lumber, mm-hmm. and you kind of got to watch it and right wait for the right season. Right, and if you're buying but, lumber just to have, yeah, keep your eye on the price. I I have landscape ties. Mm-hmm. Um, they go down. To, it's weird. Home Depot and Lowe's. I think it's Home Depot where I end up buying them, and they go down to like a dollar eighty-eight every year. Like right around now, I guess, mm-hmm. right in the spring. And then the rest of the year I see them at like three forty nine and like that. I mean it's a big jump, you know, yeah, um, and I went and bought like a hundred mm-hmm. and they're actually lined up. the whole wall of my shed <laughs> is landscape ties, yeah, and you know, I just stacked them tight into the wall so they just make my wall a little thicker. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, I can do anything with landscape ties, you know, because yeah. it's four by fours, but cheaper. Right. And, you know, I mean, for outside work, you know, whatever, they're mm-hmm. treated. You can make an argument, you know, whatever. But at the end of the world, I'm not like, oh. Not they're...
2: concerned about having no. a little bit of formaldehyde smell in your hands. No. House.
1: You know, whatever. It's but a car uh, smell, man. I like those. Um, if you got the budget and, again, if you got the storage space, I do not. And I don't have this um, sheets of plywood. If you could have... Twenty or thirty sheets, of half-inch plywood, set aside somewhere in your barn or whatever. Right. One, it's like storing money because right. plywood's only getting more expensive. And two, the end of the world when you're building shelters for all these family and whatever that show up or your neighbors mm-hmm. or talk about a great barter item. Right, you can do. You can do good. all
2: sorts of stuff to, uh, you know, make a ha- make a house in your yard. But you're gonna need plywood for a roof. No matter how you how you look at it,
1: there you go. So just you know, again, these are all budget permitting. Um, you Space know, if too, you're like, you're talking about plywood. oh yeah, exactly. If you're like, oh, you know, I have 150 for my prepping budget. Well, you should be buying food storage. Right. You're way off the mark if you're buying plywood. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are you know, as things progress and and go on. Um, but having screws and some materials around screws, nails, you know, and these basic tools are going to mean, you know, night and day, but you really got to do some projects. You guys got to learn how to use these tools. Right. Um, you yeah, got to no put good. some time It in. doesn't
2: matter how much you spend on tools if you don't know how to operate you them. You know,
1: if you work with a carpenter for a day, like I said, a shitty hammer, a shitty, you know, whatever, your cheap tape measure that you got, you know, I don't know, wherever they sell cheap the the tape measures, store. the dollar store You know, those will all work for you, but you have to have an understanding of how it all works. Mm -hmm. Um, Really put some time in and, you know, work on some projects. See how it holds up, you Mm -hmm. know?
2: Now, a couple of sets that everybody should have, whether you're, even if you're not a prepper, you should have a decent socket set.
1: Are you trying to steal my thunder? You know, I'm going to talk about automotive stuff. All right, all right. We'll skip over that. I mean, that that was like the only thing.
2: Screwdrivers, you know, flathead Phillips. So I'll leave it at that. You All can right. get into that in a minute. All right. Uh, what I do want to get into is hand saws.
1: Hand saws. Um, yes.
2: You want to basically a, a good rip saw. That, that you can probably get for twelve bucks. All
0: right.
2: Um, then also hacksaws. Hacksaws are are good for metal. If you're really cutting metal with a hacksaw. You're in a bad spot because it takes forever unless it's unless it's like thin aluminum or something like that or whatever. I've
1: cut a pipe, but it's good for PVC and
2: things like that. Yeah. Um. Now I was looking at hand drills. They're not really expensive. I've never used one before in my life. They're not.
1: And you know, first of all, before we even keep talking about tools here, and because this comes to mind when you say hand drills, you guys got to be looking at like Craigslist for tools. You got to be looking at yard sales. You know, because honestly, the older tools are better quality anyway. Um, Craftsman was only good when it was made in America. The new, you know, stuff is junk. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to, these older tools. So hand drills, they're not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's night and day. But again, if you're going to buy a hand drill, buy some good bits, good drill bits are gonna mean the world of difference when you're doing it by hand. Mm -hmm. You can kinda, you know, slink by when you got the electric drill. But
2: right, but when you're working with with by hand, you know it's the same thing with saws. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're cutting every board to length with with a handsaw, you want it you want a decent
1: and if we're talking basic homeowner with electricity, chop saw table saw right. essential right
2: um C- circular saw. i would buy
1: it i would yeah. yeah i would buy a chop saw and a circular saw before i bought the table saw mm-hmm. but the table saw would be next on my list yeah um chop saw is huge that's all i use all day long you know for almost all my projects but you need a circular saw mm-hmm. there are definitely you know you got to rip plywood uh, the right size i'm not usually going to the table saw I'm usually right. right with the circular saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because, yeah, well, you know, there is a possibility you're going to have a generator.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hope
1: you know, hopefully you do. But um, I uh,
2: was touching base with one of my carpenter friends, yes. making sure I wasn't missing anything. All right, what'd he uh, have? Nate says that, one, he pointed out, uh, it's good to have, you know, along with the ladder, which you should have. Um, and like we can a talk good about ladder. different different types, extension ladders, and, you know, it's just a, uh, can you get on and off of your roof? Can you reach your windows? That's the real thing. Um, you want you want A-frame a ladder just because you can use it inside your house. You're not going to use a 10-foot extension yeah. ladder. That, yeah,
1: a 6-foot step mm-hmm. ladder, great. Right. But,
2: um, but uh, asphalt and shingles. Uh, cool. If you have a leak in your roof, it's going to destroy your house quick. It will, and uh, you know, if you can get up there and just patch it, you know, throw some tar on there, stick some shingles on there. I like it. Big, big difference. He also says, um, he also says uh, testosterone pills because I guess he thinks I don't have enough balls to uh, <laughs> to do these things. Oh um, no! And uh, he wanted to point out that it would be pretty important to have a beer or wine kit for the end of the world. That sounds that's, smart. That's a good point. And you know, uh, Nate rapes bears so he's somebody that you can trust when it comes to these when things when it comes to
1: survival yeah. huh alright
2: um that's pretty much all I have on carpentry, on carpentry tools I'm sure I missed something you know all you carpenters out there are probably screaming about something um oh I skipped over chalk chalk lines
1: chalk line you chalk like box. straight lines yep. um that and what about uh they have these now I just tap on a wall to find my studs I'm sure that's what real manly men do right um but I they have these stud finders that are non-electric. Have you seen those? No, I haven't. You know they some no. weird magnetic. I just, yeah, I just thing drive
2: nails and, through the drywall until I hit a stud.
1: <laughs> problem solved. All yeah. right, I guess we can move but along. But you know a
2: little trick though if you if you turn off all the lights but one in a room and then lean your head up against the wall you'll see the, and close the, the one little eye lines. and just look straight across it, you'll be able to see the the studs. The studs? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Um, now, do you want
1: to get into some electrical tools? Electrical tools. Now, I didn't want to get too crazy because, one, if you don't know about electricity, you shouldn't really be messing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the bottom line. That makes sense. Um, I've been shocked enough times to know. I, I, I think mess around any with it. part of being a man, um, you need some kind of multimeter to be able to test. Right. Um, I'm talking about, you know, especially in a prepper situation, you're going to need something to check DC voltage. And just up to like 24 volts or whatever, you know, nothing crazy. You're going to be able to check AC voltage, a minimum, you know, something that you can do 220 in the walls. I think most of them, like you go to Lowe's or something, they're like 19 or 29 dollars, and they're like up to 600 volts AC continuity, which means you can see if something's open or closed. Right. Um, if something's open, if you imagine you have a piece of wire, if you cut it in the middle, that's open. Mm-hmm. If you twist it back together, that's closed to be able to know that when you're checking a wire that, you know, is kind of a helpful, uh, thing you should learn how to wire a receptacle mm-hmm. wire, a switch. Um, but really a multimeter crucial tool, good fill and flat screwdrivers, Um, a couple of different size heads would be nice, you know, something a little smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, I use my Leatherman all day long. Um, I don't really go for, but a decent pair of wire strippers.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, and they're not expensive.
1: They're not. Um, you know, and so you can, you know, strip stuff. Uh, I used to, before I carried the Leatherman, I would swear by lineman pliers. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, You know, so those are your, you know, you got the, the kind of crimping end at the end and then you have the cutter in the middle. Yeah. I used it all day. That was my favorite go-to tool. Um, now I use the Leatherman. It's not nearly as beefy. It doesn't cut wire nearly as well. Mm -hmm. However, it's still, you know, decent for, you know, for stripping and whatever. Um, the other thing you might want to consider, and those are, you know, basics, um, The other thing you might want to consider is a soldering iron. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, not so practical when you don't have electricity, um, but having solder uh, flux and a soldering iron is huge. Um, Mm -hmm. To be able to wire simple things, um, even having just a supply of wire nuts, um, heat shrink is great for covering it up. Um, Electrical tape, all this is basic. You should have in a little electrical tool kit that you carry. Um, I know my dad used to have some kind of pair of pliers where it had two little cleats on the bottom that you could stick in a receptacle and his pliers would light up, Mm -hmm. you know, your little electrical testers like that, you know, those things are handy and they help out. That's really all you need. I mean, you want to get into what I use and what somebody who really knows, um, I have a Fluke multimeter, Mm -hmm. but you don't. When there's so many things to buy to plan for the end of the world, you don't need a two hundred dollar multimeter. Right. You know, a twenty one dollar. Right. It's just fine. Being an electrician
2: is your skill set for the end of the world. Then buy a Fluke. Right. Then you you already
1: and you already know. And buy the good thing. You know. I mean, we beat the hell out of the Fluke ones in the Navy. We're taking them around everywhere. We're throwing them all over the place. And they work great forever, and we never had problems. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing. Um, You can buy – I actually keep in my work van one of those – if you go to Harbor Freight, they have those coupons for the free multimeter anytime you spend like $10 or something. Mm -hmm. I have two of those in my work van that, oh, if the meter leads break or anything funny happens, even if my battery dies. Yeah. Then I go to that and I'm like, oh, I have this because I can still check continuity and I can still check for 110 mm-hmm. and I know what's going on. But being able to make sure you have the appropriate power to find out if something's live and you're going to get shocked, that's kind of important. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really helpful to, you know, have continuity and be able to, you know, see that you're set up, find out where the weak link is, you know, where something's going wrong. Mm hmm. But that's, I think, all you really need to know for basic electricity. You might want to check out our solar episode. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, setting up solar is a huge, you know, big involved ordeal. That, you know, is something awesome that you can do if that's your thing for the end of the world. Then, you know, because that's the the thing is you got to not only be able to take care of yourself. You want to say, all right, what kind of barter skill or what can I bring to the community or what kind of skill can I, you know like I said, barter skill that I can trade Mm -hmm. to, you know, get what I need, what I forgot to plan for. Um, So that kind of stuff. Um, Also, you know, so we talked about solar generators, Mm -hmm. um, regular gas generators, being able to create electricity, you know, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's next. Um, You want to touch on
2: uh, some plumbing? Plumbing? Let's hear about plumbing. Okay. Um, you know, some basic tools you want, propane torch, you want a good set of channel locks, 10, 12 inch, um,
1: hacksaw, which we already touched on. Hacksaw. Uh, pipe wrenches. Love pipe wrench. You need, I actually have one that's really small. Um, it's probably eight inches Mm -hmm. and I have one that's probably 18 inches. Mm -hmm. Um, the one for serious, you know, breaking into things. And actually what happened was... I found that I had to break loose something where I had to get the wrench in a really tiny spot. Mm-hmm. I bought this eight inch pipe wrench and then I bought a uh, 36 inch breaker bar. Well, and it was just a piece of black pipe, uh-huh. like one inch, I think. Mm-hmm. You just make sure that it's, you know, just wide enough so that it goes over the handle of the pipe. Right. I use this all the time for my, my, 36 inch black pipe Mm -hmm. cost me like $15 or I I don't know, maybe it was $10. I I don't know. But bottom line, I use it breaking lug nuts off the car. I use it, you know, for everything where I can't get enough power. But the bottom line, I had to get in a tiny spot and this tiny pipe wrench was able to give me the grip because I kept using Crescent wrenches. They're slipping They're crap. I didn't have box wrenches big enough. The pipe wrench was able to grab it, and then the breaker bar. So, I'm the big advocate for having the small one on hand because mm-hmm. that gripping power, and right. then you know and having think the big that's tool pipe that's for the overlooked
2: leverage is is that piece of pipe.
1: Oh, I love my! Mm-hmm. You know, I, I torture my kids all the time. I'm like, "Oh, what do I need?" And I'm like, "Leverage!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Let me go get my friend leverage!" And they hate me for it, but. Uh. You know, how many times, you know, is the problem solved because I have a bigger pipe that I can break mm-hmm. loose? There's nothing. I'm going to break the nut before I can't push it when I have right. a 36-inch pipe, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Um, crescent wrenches. Teflon tape. Crescent wrenches. Teflon tape. Um, now, uh, snake's good to have. Okay. Um, but I wanted to touch on plungers real quick. This is basic Prepper 101. You don't buy a, a plunger when you need it. Get a plunger now. Have it in your closet. Because when that shit is you know, running up over your
1: toilet, right? you don't want to have to run out to the store. Um, well, you, you probably don't know this, but I actually had to use some snakes in my house over uh-huh. the years. I can't explain why. But uh, anyway... I found after buying all these different ones, the best bet was they make one that you actually can hook to your drill. Uh huh. And I I don't even think it was the drilling aspect that made it so awesome. This thing, it's the metal pipe, and I bought it at Lowe's. I think Home Depot sells it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's the the spring kind of you know wire that you you run through normally but it's got a smooth plastic collar around it. And I just wasn't able to make the turns, you know, going through all the plumbing. Yeah. And it just made it so nice that it kind of went anywhere, whatever. You don't understand. I went through like four different snakes and I'm fighting all the time and it's never working. And then I buy this one and every time first shot, yeah. Um, you know, clearing things out and it's awesome. So, Something to keep in mind when you're buying a snake. I'm just saying. Something that's worthwhile. Um, Now, when it gets
2: down to plumbing, and you have to call a plumber, you're going to spend a lot of money. Yes. Because you're calling somebody else to deal with your poop. But plumbing isn't really that difficult. No, it's not. Especially when you're dealing with with things like clogged pipes. If you're replumbing your house, that's a different story. But, but if, even you're, if calling you're replacing the, the same stuff, yeah, yeah. And the reason it's so expensive is because it's somebody else's poop. When it's your poop,
1: no. it's not a big deal. It's my poop. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's also uh, expensive because no, they, they they leak. It's a nightmare. Right. It's dripping.
2: Uh, but uh, I mean, all you really need to know about being a plumber is that. Chip rolls downhill, quarter inch on four feet. Wash your hands before you eat and paydays on Friday. Yeah, that's your rule? That's it. That's it. Everything else is details, you hmm. know? But I, I, as, far as, as far as making sure your plumbing that you already have stays in operating condition, it's not a big deal as far as maintenance if you learn some basic— uh, yeah. skills and have the basic tools
1: every man out there should learn basic plumbing mm-hmm. you should be um, able
2: to clear your toilet without without issue
1: go on youtube learn how to solder a pipe mm-hmm. um you know buy the little acetylene torch or map gas yeah the solder you buy the, the yellow the map gas mm-hmm. and some solder and a copper pipe and learn how to do it um, and you know what's uh great to have on hand too
2: is uh, copper fittings. They're yes. a little bit expensive. Yes. But if you don't have to run to the store every time you forgot yes. this or forgot that, uh, you know, get a, get a couple of spigots, get a couple of elbows, get a couple of tees, um, get a couple of valves, and, and basically, solder in If you
1: didn't know everything is half inch or three quarter. That's it. Those are the measure. only two you're going to worry about. Just measure
2: about. before you leave. Measure your pipes in
1: your house. Yes. You know, it's... Do that. One end to the
2: other end, that's the size. I mean...
1: I, well, black pipe, stuff that natural gas goes through, mm-hmm. totally different story. We're not talking yep. about that. We're talking about water. Get your little tape measure out. Your copper. It, yep. If it looks small, the, diameter it's of the pipe. half inch. Yep. If it looks big, it's three quarter. Exactly. Just go with that. Trust me on this one.
2: Now, I want to touch real quick on uh, PVC. Okay. Uh, PVC is, is great as far as waste waste pipes. Yes. Uh, it's also really useful if you want to set up an irrigation system in, in your yes. yard for your garden. Uh very easy to use, easy to cut. You just need the glue, the primer. And
1: you know, it, it never leaks. When you glue it together and you right. use that if you do your two can, you mm-hmm. know, step process, it's like purple and orange or whatever. Right. And if you're you over smear 30, it with one, you yep. smear it with the other, you plug it together, and a Done. minute later it's it's good. Yep. Done. It,
2: and uh, you know, if you're if you're over thirty and you don't know how to put P V C together you need to go out in the woods for a couple of weeks and re-examine your life. Because uh, at this point, you should know. If you're 25, figure it out.
1: If you're 25, you
2: got a short window. <laughs> Small window. So Now, we're talking about irrigation. Um, You want to uh, talk about some, some garden tools? All right. Uh, getting your garden um, together?
1: Before we get off plumbing, mm-hmm. um, I was going to say if you guys buy, you know, again... This is if you have the barn, you have the big garage, you have some storage, you're really serious about the end of the world. This is going a little bit beyond, you know, this is the guy who's storing the plywood. Right. Um, Buy a couple of rolls of PEX, Mm
0: -hmm. um,
1: at least 25 foot, maybe 50 foot. If you have to rig up some kind of, you know, irrigation system, you buy some elbows, you buy the PEX tool, um, you know, you're talking about. I'm talking about $200. Mm -hmm. But to be able to just whip together plumbing for a whole getaway cabin. Right. That's awesome. You're done. You know, so something to keep in mind, but garden tools. So we're setting up our irrigation. It takes us outside and we're like, Oh, I'm out here. I may as well plan some gardens. So there's a couple of things with that. There's a couple of basic garden tools. Um, a lot of people uh, would say uh, dandelion polar uh, would be uh, crucial.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A uh, little hand shovel, the trowel, yep, be great. Um, and you need a hoe. Those are the three absolute bare minimum. Shame on you if you don't have it, right. and you're in big trouble. And I'm going to send right. a letter to your mom. And I'm
2: I'm big on that because I got hoes in different area codes.
1: Oh yeah, that's how. You, so you're prepared. I'm ready. You're a jackass. Um. Anyway, um, I actually would say a, r- a round point shovel. You mm-hmm. need that. That we can add to the essential list. Yeah. You can call that a spade, but you might be called a racist. Yeah. See, um, a uh, what else? Um, uh, so with hoes, um, I like a. There's a, a brand called Rogue Hoe, mm-hmm. and they actually call it the one that I like is called the. 65 VW Pro Ho, Pro Ho, Pro Ho. Now the reason the uh, it's called the VW is because on the bottom it comes to a point like a V, mm-hmm. and then behind it you have three points that make like a W. Yeah. And every one of these is like a knife blade, mm-hmm. and they are that sharp. And that's the thing. Even if, like, initially before I found this other hoe, I bought a regular one, and my wife, whatever, so so, all oh, this isn't any good. She went through a couple. Finally, I found a sturdy one, and I took it to the grinder, and I put a nice knife blade on it, mm. and all of a sudden, it's the best tool in the world. Right? And she loves it. And, yeah. oh, and I, I didn't can chop anything. What you were
2: talking and, about, but when I came over and saw what you're dealing with. Uh, it's a whole game changer. Definitely look it up if you don't. If yeah. you're in the in the garden and you don't own one, look it now, up.
1: we actually just stepped it up new this year to the new one. There's one called a stirrup hoe. Okay. Now a stirrup hoe. That's our latest endeavor. Mm-hmm. Now this is more for weeding. Okay. Um, what you got there is it looks like a horse stirrup. Mm-hmm. And it's loose kind of on a bolt. So it has like a half inch of play back and forth, forward uh-huh. and back. Now imagine the bottom edge of the stirrup, both sides, a knife blade. Mm-hmm. Now you can just set it on the ground, push it forward six inches and pull it back. And it will slice that top row of grass, weeds, roots right off. Uh-huh. And back it and forth. doesn't matter how hard the soil right is. Yep. I, we had grass that was, you know, three feet high. And you're just zipping right through. Oh, and you got to keep it sharp. But, uh, you know, that's essential for uh, mm-hmm. for that kind of thing. Let me see what else I have for the garden. Um, fencing pliers
2: are yeah. nice. Yeah.
1: Um, I do a lot with uh, chicken wire. Uh, with that, I end up using the Leatherman. Um, that, I actually keep a uh, staple gun. Yeah, I was gonna say that because I, I have I a wire Milwaukee the staple gun that does a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, originally, I had one that only did like three eighths inch staples. Yeah. And they're just pulling out on me. Mm-hmm. This other one, they're not too expensive. I think they're half inch, and that's keeping the uh, groundhogs and stuff from ripping it out. So that's good. You want to store chicken wire for the end of the world. You want to store. I mean, I actually, because it was cheap, I ended up buying, uh, I think, a 150-foot roll of uh, the plastic fencing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? It's 5-foot high, 150 feet, and it's like 29 bucks, And I was like, you know, I might need a lot of fence and whatever. Right. And here I have one more option, and it's $29. Bucks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I always, and this is not exaggeration, I always have like two rolls of chicken wire because I may have to go mend a coop. I may have to go. And again, if you have bigger, if you have livestock, you should have a roll of barbed wire. Now, I have farmer friends and they're all like, you never use barbed wire. Once you've had to pull an animal out of the barbed wire, you know it's the wrong thing and whatever. I don't know. I like barbed wire. You can do so much cover, so much ground Mm -hmm. in such a little time. The other thing is, you want to mend as you go with your fences. Um, Anytime you see anything, don't let it get away from you because it just builds and builds, and then you just have garbage. Yeah. Um, And
2: on top of that, the fences, uh, you're going to want a good uh, post hole digger.
1: Post hole digger. uh,
2: Post driver. What are those called? Those uh, you talking about? It's like a pipe. And they're also good for
1: ramming doors. Yep. Yeah. All right. We're in. You know what we mean? Um, it's like a pipe with two handles and cement in the bottom, basically. Mm-hmm. You buy them at tractor supply. They're easy. Um, I guess we should know if we're doing a podcast on uh, whatever the hell yeah, we're doing a podcast on tools. On, we should probably know tools. the name of the tool. Know but... the name of the tool. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm um, actually we're getting kind of long here. Believe it or not. Are we? Okay. Um. So I wanted to get into uh, some mechanic tools. Okay. Um. Oh, another thing. Um mechanic tools you know what nobody has and i i think i was 40 man the 35 before i bought my first uh, tire patch kit and it is so easy to patch a flat in a tire Mm -hmm. and the kit costs like 10 dollars and that's something every man needs to know how to do it's Um, easy to do it's a lot easier than you think it is so, you know, it's nothing, and it lasts. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I patched it, and now I have to go get my tire fixed. Yeah. No, it's done. No, you you, It's patched. It's fixed. it's fixed. You don't have to do anything. And when I say it costs like $10, I mean it costs like $10, and now you can patch 15 tires. Right. You know? So that's something... I patched my tractor tires, Mm -hmm. and I'm talking about the little, you know, garden tractor, normal nothing. I've patched uh, tractor tires, wagon tires, car car tires. tires. Yeah. And my kid patches his tires, Mm -hmm. and that's a feat. So, I mean, it's nothing. So be a man. Learn how to do it. Um, Like you were saying, everybody needs a decent socket set. Everybody needs – and you're going to need metric. You're going to need – and something that, you know, is going to go from basically about the metrics, probably about five millimeter to at least 18 millimeter um, standard. You're going to want minimum quarter inch up to one inch, but you could get some bigger than one inch and you wouldn't right. be wrong. Right. Um, box now,
2: wrenches. If you have a good socket set and you're missing one or two get them you can buy the socket the individually individual sockets
1: yeah and keep it keep it stocked properly keep it stocked that's right um uh, let me think uh craftsman who i was just bad mouthing a minute ago actually came up with a uh, uh i don't even know what the hell they call it now see i'm walking down the bad road but they have the one with the hole in it and so you can put where the bolt goes through uh-huh. so you can do like it's not like a deep well socket, but it'll actually go right through the driver, uh-huh. and that's pretty sweet. Yeah, um, I don't know. I bought a set of those, and I use. I have a set of cobalt, uh-huh. and you know what? The cobalt ones are pretty great. Right. I don't have any problems with it. Any, you know, anybody honestly, anybody that's making sockets
2: and ratchets, they're making them out of steel. So, yeah, ninety five percent of the ones you're just gonna find on a shelf are gonna be decent
1: for a lug nut. I uh, actually bought, I have a big breaker bar and uh, I bought lug nuts with, uh the impact ones
2: because mm-hmm.
1: they're a little bit harder and that way I'm not going to strip out my lug nuts and whatever. I also bought better lug nuts for my truck
2: because
1: mm-hmm. turns out Dodge had some kind of crappy one on there that had some kind of little tin casing around it or something. Oh, yeah, and That just peeled off. I'm like, yeah, no, this is a mistake, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, back to that breaker bar um you need a couple of like again once you get into a little more prepared you've already covered most of these anything we've said is basic Mm -hmm. um then you're going to need a half inch socket set the first initial one i was talking about usually a three-eighths driver set some you know you should have a quarter inch set but you're going to need a half inch set and then you're going to need a half inch breaker bar right um i use that I use um, C-clamps, which you probably have for your carpentry stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, C-clamps for doing brake pads. Now, they also have brake pad little mm-hmm. screw thing. It's like 10 bucks. You can do that. I like the C-clamps. I don't know. Whatever. Um, what else? Uh, that's pretty much it for the basics. You want a good jack. Okay. Um, a good jack makes a difference. You need jack stands. Mm-hmm. You should... Get a little familiar. Yeah, Minimum. Keep your
2: eyes open for a cheap uh, floor jack. They're kind of expensive if you're buying them new. But, uh, you know, I had a blowout, and I had a floor jack in my trunk. Oh, yeah. Such a big difference. Yes. You know, it was, it was up and ready to come off in, in about five
1: seconds. Right. And that's it. That's bam, bam. Everything's great. Um, Look under your car. If everything's rotten, you're going to need a jack that's appropriate for that. Mm-hmm. A lot of it... Um a lot of the jacks they have with the cars now just do that little folded metal edge Uh on the side and you're kind of stuck if that's all rusted through and not there anymore. Right. So look at what you got. Just look before you need it. That's Mm. the thing. Um, Otherwise, you know, if you guys have any recommendations um, for, you know, tools we're forgetting, shoot me an email. Um, Kevin, you said uh, we, we have some kind of holiday coming up. Yeah, Memorial Day is coming up. Um, now, Memorial Day
2: is not for uh, veterans or people in the no. military. It's no. for people that died in service. Okay, um, that's something that you should pay attention to. I'm a veteran. And I give zero shits about Veterans Day. I work on Veterans Day every year uh, well, because, because you're a little tough, right? They I paid. Stay home. They paid me to be in there. I didn't have to do it for free. Oh, uh, you got paid. Yeah, I, I mean, it was not much, but if you're in the military, you know, but. Uh, Memorial Day is, is, you know, something that you should at least think about when you've got your three-day weekend and you're grilling hamburgers for the kids. Um, 3 p.m. is National Moment of uh, Remembrance. uh, Minute of Silence. It's appropriate to think about that at least at 3 o'clock. All right. Um, now, George Patton here, I got a quote from him, and he's very quotable.
1: He, he says, is very it's, quotable. It's foolish
2: and wrong to mourn the men who died. Rather we should thank God that such men lived. Um and Memorial Day isn't a somber holiday. It should be a holiday that's celebrated for uh you know for for all the people gave for us to have the freedoms we got. And I, I like think that's it. about
1: enough of that. No, I like it. Now little uh upkeep. Uh we did get a uh a message on Facebook today. Um it, it's from Ed. Ed uh, sent us that uh somehow when we were talking about shotguns and home defense, we didn't talk about non lethal loads. I feel like why even waste your time? Kinda of confused. What is a non lethal like A rubber lethal. bullet? Is that something that's you can what get he's talking about? He actually says uh, uh rubber buckshot, pepper gas loads, um bean bags. Yeah. yeah. I'm just joking about that. Obviously, well, the truth is they the, do have a place. The truth um, is you don't want to go down a
2: dark hallway and accidentally shoot your kid.
1: What's weird, that's a good thing. What's weird, though, is in New York, we're so cool, we don't allow most of these things. Yeah. And pepper we don't allow anybody to York buy State. We We can't use prepper spray because somebody might use it to attack someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're thinking, oh, but isn't that what the victim would use? Well, no, not in New York. No. No. So also he mentioned Rock Salt. Anyway, so he's rock, got rock a link. Rock Salt is a
2: bitch. I think I'd rather be <laughs> shot with, uh, with regular buckshot.
1: Well, they don't have to clean it out. Mm-hmm. That's all you got going yeah. for you there. Um, so he sent us a link to uh, americanspecialtyammo.com. All right. And I'm going to try and get it in the show notes, but you could just write it down. And these are like non-lethal. Um, and they sell non-lethal loads. All right again, that's, a, that's definitely you can get those shipped to your gun shop in yeah. New York and then work that out, but uh i, I don't think we can order I think most ammo. states
2: are reasonable. It's just New York and California, yeah, and right. Illinois, Some is, just better
1: all right, yeah. and in New York, they just want you to kill everybody because uh that way they can't testify against you in court, yeah, it's best because if to they say out. anything, you're going down, yeah, yeah,
2: you know what I thought was funny is that in New York, you can't even own a bullet uh uh, bulletproof vest.
1: Yeah, no, it's dangerous. Yeah, what? what? That doesn't even make any sense. There you go. Think it again. Mm-hmm. Logic and reason. So, anyway, with that, um, new supporter uh, on Patreon. Oh. It's uh, Pia. So I want to say thanks. We really appreciate it. Any of you guys want to uh, share the love? You can head over to Patreon dot com. Yeah. I also have a link in the show notes. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Pia is a self-described uh, black city girl.
2: Want to send out some love. I myself am married to a black city girl, so definitely, definitely want to throw out some love for the uh, for Pia and appreciation
1: for the the contribution. All right, would like the support, and so yeah, if you guys uh, you know want to keep the uh, podcast going, keep us motivated in the day to get up, keep mm-hmm. going on. I mean, we keep going on, but keep going on with the podcast. Right. And uh, anyway, so any thoughts for uh, new shows, anything like that? You got any cool tools you want to tell us about? Um, You can either send us a message on Facebook or uh, shoot us an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com. And with that, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week.